0: Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Monday, July 31st. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, the state judge denies a request from former President Donald Trump. Statewide student assessments show some improvement, but COVID learning loss still lingers. And Georgia craft breweries expand following a law change. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. A judge has denied former President Donald Trump's request to quash an investigation into possible criminal interference in Georgia's 2020 election. GPB's Sarah Callis has more on Judge Robert McBurney's ruling. McBurney said that Trump and a, quote, alternate elector who signed onto the complaint do not have legal grounds for this challenge and that there is no reason to disqualify Willis. Trump's request was a long-shot effort to avoid prosecution in Fulton County for his efforts to change the results of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. McBurney also dismissed a request to prevent the special grand jury report from being used as evidence and sealed from the public. A similar motion to disqualify Willis is set to be heard by another judge on August 10th. For GPB News, I'm Sarah Callis. The first of two new reactors at Georgia's plant Vogel has entered commercial operation. Georgia Power announced this morning that Unit 3 at the plant southeast of Augusta completed testing and is now sending power to the grid reliably. It's the first American reactor built from scratch in decades. Unit 3 enters commercial operation after years of delays and billions of dollars in cost overruns. At its full output of 1,100 megawatts of electricity, Unit 3 is expected to power half a million homes and businesses. Georgia gas prices jumped an average of 19 cents per gallon over the past week. Auto Club AAA says today's average price for a regular unleaded in the state is now $3.55. That's still 23 cents less than it was this time last year. AAA says the price rise is tied to oil refineries, adjusting their production because of soaring temperatures. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a Fork in the Road. I'm David Zelsky, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. A group of black gun owners held what they called a historic first-ever convention in Atlanta over the weekend. GPB's Donna Lowry has more from the National Association of African American Gun Owners, or NAGA. When the COVID-19 pandemic fueled a rise in firearm sales, the National Library of Medicine found black Americans among the fastest-growing gun owners. Membership in NAGA has skyrocketed to 50,000 since its founding in 2015. Executive Vice President Douglas Jefferson says Black Americans are buying guns for the same reasons as anyone else, mostly personal safety, and that perceptions about who owns guns are also changing. Is The majority of African American gun owners are good, upstanding citizens. They're not criminals. They're not doing things illegal or moral when it comes to firearms. NAGA's inaugural convention attracted over 1,500 people from across the nation. Donna Lowry for GPB News. State health officials say a Georgia resident has died from a rare brain infection commonly known as the brain-eating amoeba. The unidentified victim was infected with Niglaria fowleri, an amoeba that destroys brain tissue. Officials said the victim was likely infected while swimming in a freshwater lake or pond, but did not say which one. Infections usually occur through the nose. Infections do not occur by swallowing the water, and it is not contagious. Because the amoeba is very common, there is no routine test for it, and it can't be controlled. Swimmers can reduce their risk of infection by limiting the amount of water that goes up their nose. The CDC recommends not jumping or diving into fresh water, and holding your nose shut and keeping your head above water. Ten children were taken to a hospital for heat-related injuries while at a back-to-school festival in Savannah yesterday. The event, featuring Savannah rapper and basketball star Flo J. Johnson, was scheduled for an outdoor park at 3 p.m. on a day when the heat index values topped 100 degrees. Emergency responders started receiving phone calls around 4 o'clock and quickly dispatched nine EMS units to the scene. The event was abruptly canceled. Of the children taken to the hospital, all were discharged within hours. Scores in Georgia's end of the year high stakes testing show some progress in at least one key area for the state's schools. As GPB's Grant Blankenship reports, the results also show some challenges in other areas. How well a child reads by the third grade is widely considered a key predictor for their future. The just released 2023 Georgia Milestones test scores show 2% more of the state's third graders are reading at or above grade level compared to 2022. But that recovery is still just a fraction of the learning loss seen during the COVID pandemic, and the gains are not shared evenly across the state. Literacy rebounded by over nine percentage points compared to last year in the West Georgia region running from Columbus to Cordill. That follows a massive pandemic slide there. But in the rural Oconee River region midway between Augusta and Macon, with some of the most impoverished communities in the state, third-grade reading proficiency is still dropping. For GPB News, I'm Grant Blankenship in Macon. Senators approved legislation last week that would provide upgrades to Georgia military facilities. The National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2024 would provide funding to Fort Gordon southwest of Augusta for a new child development center. It also authorizes the construction of new classrooms at Fort Gordon's Cyber Center of Excellence. The bill also extends the authorization required to complete a new forensic lab at the Fort Gillam Enclave southeast of Atlanta. The bipartisan bill includes a 5.2 percent pay increase for service members, a larger increase than last year's 4.6 percent raise. The bill now heads to the president. While Georgia economic development officials are touting big wins, including Hyundai and Qcells, some are also asking a big question. Where are all the new workers going to come from? GPP's Ambria Burton reports on a meeting last week in Savannah of the Georgia Senate Study Committee on Expanding Georgia's Workforce. Business representatives told lawmakers about their efforts to expand and improve the local workforce. They said some of their successful methods could be applied statewide. But Savannah Area Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Burt Branley says while the region grows economically, worries still remain about finding enough qualified people. We've got an incredible manufacturing sector that has been very strong here for a number of years but is about to uh, even be stronger and, and play an even more important role in our, in our economy. All that's very exciting and there are a lot of folks here uh, that uh, are looking forward to that but they're also concerned uh, about what's going to happen from a workforce standpoint. Current efforts by local companies include workforce studies, pathway programs for students, career readiness programs, and more. For GPB News, I'm Amber Burton. Georgia's small beer brewers say they have a lot more growing to do, six years after a new law allowed them for the first time to sell their product directly to consumers. GPB's Orlando Montoya reports. Since the 2017 law went into effect, the number of Georgia craft breweries has nearly doubled to 171. But Joseph Cortez of the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild says the state still sits in the bottom 10 states for breweries per capita. He says the law kept in place what he calls restrictive measures aimed at protecting beer distributors. It said to be small businesses, we're going to give you a small kernel of something that you can use to open your business and survive, but not thrive, not truly thrive as an industry. He wants state lawmakers to increase the amount of beer breweries can sell directly to consumers and allow direct sales to stores without going through distributors. The Guild is planning media, phone, brewery canvassing, and other campaigns over the next few months to push legislation ahead of next year's General Assembly. For GPB News, I'm Orlando Montoya. In sports, the Braves take on the Los Angeles Angels this evening at home in Truist Park. It's the first of a three-game series. The Braves beat the Milwaukee Brewers 8-6 to yesterday to complete the three-game series sweep. Michael Harris II goes into tonight's game with a 12-game hitting streak. It is currently the longest active such streak in the majors. Manager Brian Snicker praised his team for showing resilience during yesterday's game as the Braves fell behind and then caught up again. Like I said, nothing phases them. You know, they just started, you know, every day, the new inning. We can put a bad inning behind us and and you know win the next one. You know it's nice to be a, a good club like this. How good? Well, the Braves entered this series with the best record in baseball, sixty-seven and thirty-six, while the Angels are third in the American League West. Superstar Angels pitcher and hitter Shohei Ohtani is currently not scheduled to start on the mound for any of the games against the Braves this week. And that is it for today's edition of Georgia Today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's great to be back with you after a week off. Thanks to Orlando Montoya for hosting the podcast. Remember, for more on these stories and for other stories that have broken since we've dropped this podcast in your feed, check out gpb.org news. We've always got new stuff posted there. And subscribing to this podcast is a good idea, too. We've got a lot of news coming your way this week. If you've got feedback we would love to hear from you, email us. The address is georgia today at gpb.org. We like story ideas too. Let us know what's going on in your community. Again, that email, georgia today at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.